there. Welcome back. It's Linda Pinazopolo, the condo expert at the Hayes FM in Mississauga. And today we're totally going outside of my norm and we're talking about the Mississauga Sports Council. Tell me something, Catherine. I mean, like with your dinner that's coming up, that's almost in one sense, it's an awards night and for the celebrities and dinner and so on. But it's also a fundraiser to some degree, is it not? Is there any fundraising aspect? I mean, like silent auctions and that kind of thing that goes on at your dinner? Very much so. It's uh, it's really one of the biggest uh, grassroots sports nights in Mississauga. So it provides some great opportunities to catch up with everyone, learn the stories of our amazing athletes, coaches, volunteers, and also do some fundraising, as you've indicated. We do have a silent auction and also a Hall of Fame draw to help us support initiatives to continue to build the grassroots of sports and develop further develop our Mississauga Sports Hall of Fame. As you had indicated, uh, in 1975, the first awards dinner, Hall of Fame inductions, we recognized four individuals that evening, including some builders. And those uh, first early years of inducting people, it was more of a, um, a celebration and a ceremony. We didn't have a place to call the Hall of Fame home. In 1996, the City of Mississauga were gracious enough to provide a space on the fourth floor at City Hall, where the, Missis- the Mississauga Sports Council office was also at City Hall. And so the Hall of Fame, um, uh, the seeds took, uh, took, and we had ex- some exhibit displays there, biographies and, and pictures, also part of the city uh, city. Civic Center tour, so a lot of new visitors to Mississauga and people who took the City of Mississauga tour through the Civic Center got to see our Mississauga Sports Hall of Fame. When we moved to the sports complex in 2007, the city has been very supportive and provided us with lobby space to further develop the Sports Hall of Fame. And that got us uh, raising, raising funds, getting support from not only the community at large, but organizations like the Ontario Trillium Foundation, different groups have helped us. We're at the stage now where we have exhibit cabinets. We've been collecting artifacts, pictures, biographies. We've got some amazing stories. The exhibits uh, get updated on a regular basis. So we theme them to things like the Olympics. Uh, We'll be doing the Pan Am Games next year. We do things like Black History Month, Volunteer Month. So our exhibit coordinator is constantly refreshing the exhibits uh, and showcasing just what we have to offer in Mississauga to the community. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So, you know, it's funny when you think of, uh, I think that everyone out there, you know, when they sit down, they start watching the Olympics, for instance, they see one of the athletes performing, I will guarantee you that uh, they will sit back and think, boy, how did that woman or man uh, get there? Like, what happened? How did this all fall in place? Because that is just if you, if you look at the numbers with millions of people around the world that are in athletics one way or another, so the best person to ask, of course, is you, Susan. We're going to put you in the hot seat. Susan okay. Stewart, an Atlanta 96 Olympian. That must have been one incredible experience. Yes. And representing Mississauga. I mean, yes, come on. Yes. I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, give me some background. Uh, I, I think the audience would love to le- well, hear, like, how'd you get there? Well, it started at Streetsville, Street, the city of Streetsville. I, uh-huh. put, I went to school at Streetsville Secondary School. And I fell in love with the game of basketball in grade nine. And basically from grade nine led me to the JDP team, which is Ontario provincial team, which led me to an elite provincial team. I played club basketball 
actually before that, I played club basketball with Bishop Junior Raiders. So I went from high school to a club rep team. And then from then from the rep team, they, they noticed my skills and talents. And then I got offered to, to, to try out for a JDP team. And then I ended up representing Ontario at um, a major games in, in um, Alberta. And then from there, from the provincial team, I got I got I got looked at for the junior national team, the Canadian junior national team, and then I went to a, an amazing tournament in Cuba. I'll never forget that tournament. And then from there, just then from there, I made it on the um, development team for Canada, and I went. I was on the development team for the national team, the Canadian women's national team, and then I got invited to the national team. And before I got invited to the national team, I was invited on, on a U.S. USA tour with the with while I was in high school with the with the um the women's national team and I got the tour took me out of school and I went to, on a tour to the United States and played NC two A teams and then from there I got invited after the uh, development team I got I got our first crack at the national team and then while that was going on I got asked to play at Laurentian University and that's where the success really came because we won two national championships at Laurentian University, and I was coached by the great um, Peter Ennis. He really took our team to be like a national team. So we didn't, we were treated like a national team. We played like a national team. We had the six best recruits on this team against the, the six vets, and um, we ended up winning two national titles, like I said, and we won four, I mean five, OWIA, which is OUAs, championships here in Ontario. You know, my five years at Laurentian were were fantastic. And then from there, it led me to the national team. Wow, that's quite a, that's quite, you know, you must have gotten to a point, you and your parents, both of you, where it's like, okay, the phone's ringing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now who are, or, you know, go to the mailbox and take a look at the letters that are coming in. I think that's just wonderful. But, you know, again, I mean, hard work, dedication, being involved, time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually looking up the uh, bio on Peter Innes and incredibly uh that that's he actually became the chair of the department of inner run university for athletics at laurentian yes. university so there you go i mean his career went from 69 all the way to 93 and continued on to 96 and so on and so on so you know there you go like these are the mentors in your life yes. that really make a difference of you know where you start out of where you end up to some degree yes Yes, yeah. Yes, also in between that, I forgot to mention, I played uh, professionally in, in um, Germany. First, I played in a team called Halle BC. It's close to Leipzig. Oh, really? Germany. Really? Well, you know, it's my, my, my sons have played in Germany hockey. And okay. uh, I got to tell you, the Germans love their sports. Yes, <laughs> they, the energy in the, in the uh, arenas are insane. So I can imagine the basketball uh, courts is crazy as well. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, these are experiences. I mean, you're never going to be able to duplicate those. Those are things that you take with you and you share with your family as you and your friends, you know. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The funniest thing, too, sorry. No, that's was okay. That yeah. I was coached by a Czech Republic Czech Republic coach. He, was, he didn't speak a word of English. Now, how does that work? Because, you know, I always wonder about that because we have that. Like, we have a lot of Canadian coaches that are coaching in Europe and then European yes. coaches that are coaching all over different parts of Europe. So how does that work? I guess because you still know the plays. You watch them just on the boards. I'm 
very much a visual person. Right. So okay. I would have them demonstrate. Uh-huh. I, I learned to say the demonstration. Then I would join them after they show me what it was. So I'd watch through, learn through action. Right. And okay. then I'd participate. But the only thing was that basketball is very much a communicative sport. And, and communication, when I played for Peter, was everything. So we'd mess up on screens right or left. Like I get nailed, you know, with screens because <laughs> it wasn't communicated to me earlier and I didn't know what they were saying. And so I had to quickly learn trial by error, like learn things you know, on 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 my feet while I was there. Well, I wish I was a, a few years younger because you and I might be on the same team with one another. When I was in high school, I went to George Harvey, actually, and oh. I was for four years their MVP in basketball. I loved basketball, loved it, great sport. As a matter of fact, they sent me for a scholarship once, and it was just like a weekend thing. Now we're going back into the 70s, okay? So <laughs> I don't think you were born. <laughs> 69. Oh, okay, well, yeah, I was way... <laughs> Yeah, we're there. <laughs> anyway, so it was kind of funny because they sent they sent two women, two girls. I was 15 at the time to learn the uh, jump set, oh. which women can't do. Our equilibriums are completely <laughs> off, right? So uh, they tried. It was all. It was a camp, okay. a very special, um, unique camp that uh, okay. I was sent to, and there was no way. There was no way that we could do it. We spent all weekend while the guys were laughing. <laughs> wondering why we couldn't do it. And of course, the equilibrium answered the question. So now when you watch female basketball players, you can see that they can't do what the males do because the upper the yeah. upper strength is, is, is uh, balanced differently. So I might have been at the, like at the grassroots of that decision. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> but it was actually really exciting at the time. But, you know, Catherine, I think that, uh, you know, recognizing just not only with uh, Susan's initiatives and, and her career moving forward and everyone else in all the different sports that the Sports Council recognizes, I guess you get like similar stories balancing off from all the different sports. Just the way opportunities have come about. Absolutely. And uh, that's the, the really the, the heart of the Sports Hall of Fame is capturing these moments, these stories, these wonderful people in our community who have made a difference, not only athletically, but behind the scenes, uh, whether being a coach or an administrator, helping to, to start a club, giving opportunities for hundreds of thousands of, of Mississaugans to participate in a sport, learn a sport, have a community around them that, that helps mentor them, uh, create family opportunities, social opportunities. Uh, the, the beauty of sport is that uh, it, it's fully engaging. It's also preventative medicine. You can get out, get healthy, mind, body, and spirit. Our Hall of Fame is very much a holistic approach to sport in our community. It celebrates all of these accomplishments. We work to share them with the community. We have a Hall of Fame physical education program that uh, we named after Mayor McCallion for her 90th birthday. She is an honored member of our Mississauga Sports Hall of Fame and uh, obviously a role model at 93. She's just as happy to put on the skates or get out and run the marathon um, to uh, to show it can be done and, and the healthy benefits to sports. So having having role models like this that we can celebrate in our Hall of Fame, share with the community, uh, inspires everyone to uh, 
reach for their dreams, but also just stay active, stay involved. And it lets us preserve our sports legacy for future generations. Oh, absolutely. And you know, and that's important. I mean, if you just think all around the world, these are key key athletes that have always contributed to the community and been part of it. So, you know, today we're actually talking about the Mississauga Sports Council. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert here at the Hayes FM. Hang tight and we'll be right back. Linda Pinizzato, she's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday, 647-977-7113, itmayday.com.